free your mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio. I like that song. Dial in Alex. Alex drop. I'm going to call him right now. You know, uh, James, it's kind of funny. Uh, I read a article um, about country music in Europe, and, and uh, country music is very popular in Germany. Yeah. Uh, and But I, I've heard that, you know, in, in, in Great Britain, that American country music, and I, I'm talking about the, the, the better strain of country music, like Tom T. Hall, uh, not this uh, formulaic Jew crap, but... Um, uh, that that in, in Great Britain, country music is not popular at all. No, <coughs> they like this Euro trash. It's absolutely inane. It's horrible. Yeah, and you know this guy went on to say suggest oh. that um, that uh, one of the one of the differences is that actually country music is kind of a a positive force in American culture because. Um, you know, it at least in some in some incarnations of it, it uh, it actually you know reinforces good values, mm-hmm. and uh, you know like that that song talked about you know knowing your neighbor and and working hard and standing your ground and that kind of thing, and uh, I think he was saying that actually Britain could could use a dose of country music. You know, what's interesting though is that um, there was a uh, there was a study that just came out, and that was Tom T. Hall, and and Hall is a I I, I think a very English name, yeah. And um, uh, uh, that the South, in particular, he's Mr. Hall is is a Southerner. Uh, the South, uh, among all, all parts of the country, is most connected to the British Isles in terms of its speech patterns mm-hmm. and its migration, and so. Uh, you know, country music is you know very much a product of uh, of the British Isles in a lot of ways, and it's still uh, you know it's still white people who are singing these songs, even the uh, as you call them the uh, neo Jewish strains that are put out by uh, Faith Hill and Schneider Twain and the rest of them. Oh yeah, that's just a bunch of crock. You don't see any niggers um, in country and western. You know? Very, very few. Uh, uh, I'd have to disagree with that. I mean, they—you uh, you don't see them making it, but you see mm. them uh, big and ri- big and rich. You've seen that they're deliberately mixing in hip hop elements into so-called country. Another mm. thing is uh, when they do uh, videos on CMT late night, they—they'll uh, uh, run like I don't know what they call it. I haven't really seen it, but I flipped by one time. It's like country gone wild. They're lumping basically any music that appeals to whites. They're just calling it country. Yeah. Like they're showing Bon Jovi and calling that country. Mm. As whites become a minority, they're only big enough for one music category. So you don't have any of the heavy heavy metal or Led Zeppelin type stuff. You just have the uh, just one big category. It's That's a trail all. mix. And they yeah. are they are very very definitely by degree feathering in these. Uh, Big and Rich have, like, you know, Mexican and black rappers uh, making little appearances. And, and here's another thing in country. they've uh, Almost every artist who's on a major label who puts out an album now will have at least one song that uh, involves some kind of Mexican-Spanish theme. 
Yeah. Wow. Very, very, very pronounced. So it won't be long then in, in the United very States pronounced. for if we, because uh, I, I don't have it in my place, but uh, an, an individual I know, he has a satellite, and we get CTV over there, CMTV over there to his place. So I can imagine, say, in, in a, maybe a, a year or a couple of years' time, we turn on CMTV, and here's this big book coon with his... <laughs> With Whoa. his hat on <laughs> and singing in country and western about how to shoot cops. Well, they they are they yeah. already have blacks groping like Natalie Maines and 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 one of them they long time gone Dixie Chicks a couple years ago before they made their remark about Bush that got them kind of unpopular. They were the hottest group, yeah. and they had a long time gone is is them basically flirting with a bunch of Mexicans and it ends and they hold it for about five seconds. Longer than they would normally, and it shows Mexicans rolling up their pant leg and then crossing the Rio Grande. And just, oh, they, they, they absolutely—it's just like Orwell said—they use this to to persuade the population that what's going on is both inevitable and good. And, and it's it's completely it's yeah it's completely integrated and functions as as my old partner said a proposphere mm-hmm. that that you can't. Nothing makes sense outside of it because it's everywhere, and you never hear anyone talking about anything different. They and. A lot of people don't even realize there are other ways. And, you know, as Lita said, you know, you speak up and you're creating a disturbance in the force, and all they want to do is, is get rid of it. What, what's causing this irritation? Aren't you with the program? It's a mass religious insanity instilled by government and media, and there is no difference between government and media and mass media. There just isn't. It's the same damn thing. Definitely. I mean, a- April Gady and the girls are the perfect example right now. What the heck they're getting? They're getting yeah. a full whiplash from the Jewish media. And what happened there? Give give the people a background who don't know. Well, what happened is they lived in Bakersfield, California, uh, which is slowly becoming, as California is, Mexicized, that they left California <laughs> and they went to uh, Montana. But they kept a really low profile about where they were going to, for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. because the girls are so well-known, Lamb and Lynx, Gady, are Prussian blue. Uh, so, so they moved to uh, this small town in Montana. Um, ABC re-shows the uh, broadcast, the hit piece on Prussian Blue. The neighbors in the uh, locale recognize the girls in April. Next thing we see is th- these neighbors, um, one particular family actually, going around with, uh, f- with, with leaflets saying, hate not here. And asking the neighbors to, yeah. put, to put these in the windows, and it's a, a, a direct attack against the Gady family. Yet, and then the police, which busts my chops, the police come out and say, "No, no, it's all it's it's free speech." Yet I sure. recount yeah. I read countless reports uh, I- uh, on VNN and on the papers when I pull up stuff that's happening in the United States, and I heard like when the uh, they were putting out Glenn's paper. The police were saying time after time, whoa, this could be hate speech. Yeah, and well, put it, look, James, look at it this way. If they're, they, they busted basically a little nest of niggers about three, four blocks from here, and they, they hadn't, uh, they weren't involved. There was a different nigger that did the, the, uh, the rape of the underage girl, allegedly. But they, they apparently busted them for illegal guns and whatever. But now, if I went out from house to house and passed out a flyer saying, beware of the, uh, the blacks there, because a couple of them were uh, on uh, felony warrants, 
uh, they what happens is the civil rights comes in and calls it ethnic intimidation. That's exactly what they would have done. Yeah. We've gone straight to HUD because so the people I work with who are exactly the type that leaders describe are these really, really hateful people. And they call us haters, which they are the haters. They hate you if you aren't with their program. Yeah. And the people I know who are the most hateful and fake uh, ran off to the Department of Justice, and they're the ones who operates this. And they have these little star chambers called, you know, uh, civil rights commissions in each state. And they will come down and they work together to spread news about you and try to claim that you're in intimidating these these ethnic people who are themselves, you know, fe felons, and create all kinds of problems for whites. But here, when 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 two white girls who sing about being proud about being white move to Montana, ABC runs a thing saying, oh, you know, teenage singers spread racist hate. You know, through music, you're being bashed by the major media, and you have no way to fight back. Yeah, and, and then yep. they write about they write about in the local paper, like, oh, they they get all snarky, and oh, you know, it's just free speech, more free speech. I guess the gaities don't like it. You know, very cutesy. Yeah, but as I say, the um, the Jewish media, obviously, we all know ABC is run by Eisner and Disney, and mm -hmm. yeah. they've launched an attack against this poor family. They mm -hmm. really it's have. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just two young, just just two young white girls. That's all it is, making some music, and mm -hmm. they're you know on the front pages of, of magazines and they're you know top news stories in the news. I mean, it's just it's uh, it's almost unfathomable. It's like wait, it's just two young white girls just singing they, some songs, they, you know, gone, and all of a sudden yeah. it's like this huge big scandal. Oh my God, racism in the young white youth, you know? It's just. It's really yeah, they, it shows they how far our system has gone, you know. They they use them to raise money and to to spread their propaganda and then knock them down at the same time. There's did you know there's already a musical called I think White Noise that is based on them and making fun of them. Really? Uh, put on by a bunch of like appear to me to be theater fags out of New York and of course they got, wow. you know, they have sponsorships and and foundations funding them. That's the thing is they have limitless money to attack mm -hmm. white people who don't want to be part of their system. And that combined with the with the media makes it uh, difficult to do anything but really just opt out and say, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be part of this. And you, you do that effectively economically by really not buying stuff. Because pretty much anything you buy has some Jew tax on it somewhere. If it's not overt kosher tax, it's, it's a veiled tax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another really unbelievable thing. Most people don't realize that every time they buy something, they're actually giving money to Israel. Everything, like a, even a Band-Aid will have kosher tax on it, and they don't realize that, you know. You know under, people don't, you know, see that their money still is going to Israel. They thought that maybe they just gave money for the Holocaust, but they're, they don't know. It's still going on, you know. You're still mm -hmm. paying every day for something that happened that didn't really happen, you know. We fund them to $1,000 an Israeli a year. An individual, what could you do with that money, you know, <laughs> white listener? And we, we pay them <laughs> essentially several thousand dollars to a, each family in Israel that comes directly out of white pockets. Ten million dollars a day goes from us to Israel. And what we get in return is that we're evil, racist bastards who ought to, ought to be, uh, <laughs> you know, put in the ash can of history. It's genocidal. Everything that they, that they accuse us of is what they are actually doing. Hmm. Yeah, really, um, go ahead. No, that, that's my point. Well, I was just going to say, I don't mean to sort of change the topic, but um, you were talking about you know, Jewish control of the media and everything. Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to say that even my school paper 
the, the most of the writers for that paper are Jewish, young Jewish kids in my school, oh. even even dominate the the small school newspaper. Mm-hmm. I I only just realized that I was I hardly you know I'll just look for certain you know articles to cut out for scrapbooks basically, mm-hmm. and I realized I was like oh my god they're all Jews. Even yeah. in my school newspaper, they control every source of media for everyone. And, you know, that just shows you how much control they have, how much, how much they network in every mm-hmm. system. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that they'd even be in control. You know, you're, you're incredible, Lita. Really. I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I feel like there's hope for the future. <laughs> the breath of uh, yeah. You really are. I mean, you, I feel, uh, sometimes I get very, very, uh, my mood gets very dark and, uh, uh, it, just to hear, n- know someone there as at your age and a female too, uh, and that that you know sees this. Uh, I just uh, and and can talk about it is just fantastic. Well, it's Sorry, really thanks, it's really thanks to you guys. I mean, I love yeah. I love all the VNN shows, airing matters, all the gory fires. I, I mean, I listen to them all the time in school and everything. And they really keep me going and keep my mind straight and seeing the facts. And so, thank you so much for having that media. <laughs> One, you know, it's really something I appreciate a lot. So thank you so much for putting all the shows out. You know, well, we're we're glad to have had you on. I mean, you very eloquently expressed it from a point of view that we pretty much don't hear. It just tends to be the province of older males who usually, you know, uh, I didn't. I, I knew that Jews were leftists when I was about your age. I knew that Jews were leftists. I knew about blacks, but I, I there weren't many of them around. But I knew Jews were leftists, but I didn't really fully appreciate how deeply networked they were until I actually got into it in my early 20s. So you're really lucky in a sense that you you know it and you're still in your mid-teens and you can plan your life accordingly and, and you know you know what to watch out for that's dangerous. And so all of our job is just to talk to other people and explain to them what's going on and why it's aimed directly at their heart. Now, Alex, you were involved in the, in the school newspaper in, in college. Yeah. And were th- I had a yeah Jewish were there Jews there too? Oh yeah, the the editor was a Jewish feminist. Okay, and uh, she she actually she she wasn't as bad as my co opinions editor, who is a creep named Steve Langdon, who is now actually a PR spokesman for Google, and has been quoted a couple of times uh, when they've thrown different white nationalist sources off of Google News. Uh-huh. Uh, we approve of freedom of speech, but uh, this is hate. So he's he's doing the same thing he was 20 years ago in college, uh, trying to get stuff that I'd written unpublished, essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and remember, and that is when I was a, just an individualist conservative. I wasn't racialist particularly. I knew about blacks, but you, you it it doesn't matter really. It, you awaken you awaken to reality, but there's nowhere to get it published inside the system because it's defined to crush that stuff mm-hmm. and and let these other races and these sex deviants feast off the rest of us. Yeah, I, I really see it as more like a nature film than anything. It's just a bunch of little ants are dragging down these more attractive creatures, one at a time. Whereas we need to work together to, uh, you know, pour kerosene on their anthills and, and light them on fire, snuff out the termite nests. And we speak of um, uh, of the media. Let's not also uh, look Work at the. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, look what's happened with. Uh, David Irving and, and, and not the fact that he's been arrested but the way they've gone after him in the book publishing industry and as we all know the book publishing industry yeah. is also run by the Jews 
Yeah, yeah he had his own. He had his own label. He had was it Focal Point? Well, yeah. Well, th- yeah. Think about this from the, the the way to approach this. I I believe is to look at the leftist criticism of media, which is that it's all owned by corporations and all they care about is a profit. Well, here's a man who who was a bestseller, David Irving in the seventies, writing a more conventional history, but <coughs> unconventional in that he actually did firsthand research and reporting. Now. All of a sudden, he starts taking a political line that the Jews like, and they, they don't care that he's making them all kinds of money through their publishing houses. They say he's starting to touch aspects of history that they don't want people talking about, and yeah. they're willing to get people thrown in jail to prevent it, let alone forego the money that they do. So they don't care about, about money nearly as much as they the, the, They care about money, but it's always secondary to their political agenda. And that's why nothing you read in the, in the paper, it's all the same thing. Whether liberal, conservative, it's just the same thing. They're liberal... On the, on the main point, which is the, the bogus claim or the big lie that race does not exist, and all else flows from that. Mm-hmm. Now, James, something else uh, from the great island of, uh, of Britain. Uh, for the fir- I've read Heretical now for, for a year or two. Uh, this is heretical.com or heretical.co.uk, uh, but Heretical. And this is a, 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 a press, a printing press, uh, by Simon Shepard, who is now facing 11 counts of violating the race acts there for his uh, for the material he's written, and his uh, is also his uh, Mr. O'Farrell, Luke O'Farrell, also writes on that site is also facing two counts. Uh, for the first time there, I've I've seen him po- post a message asking for money, and so he is really un- I I happen I must believe that he is under the gun there by the officials, because I've never seen him ask for money ever. Yeah, he is, um, but also he has this uh, project that he wants to, uh, I think it's, I'm not sure if if it's a a small brochure or something that he wants to have printed up to uh, pass out just before his court case comes up. Sort of, it's like a sort of sticker to the Jews just before you stick them down for five years or or whatever it's going to be. I see, I see. Well... But he's he's just I mean he's just fired his lawyer anyway. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is they charge you they can haul you into court over there very easily and uh, and uh, uh, you got to pay the expenses <laughs> essentially. But uh, as far as I know, I think si- uh, I could be wrong here. But as far as I understand, I think uh, we have over here a thing called legal aid. That if your income is not at a certain uh, level, mm-hmm. you can the gov- the government will chip in w- with this legal aid, and you pay. Yeah, we have that. You pay a percentage uh, of the costs. I think Simon's got that, but uh, he just fired his lawyer because his his lawyer was an absolute nightmare and was uh, he. Yeah, he, he was he was fighting his lawyer to to, get, to to he didn't feel he was defending him very well. Yeah, so he fired him. So he's in the in the process of trying to find a new lawyer right now. But he's a brave man, really, is him and Luke. He, he certainly is, and and this is this is you know modern Britain get thrown in jail for saying the wrong thing, holding the wrong opinion. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Alita uh, needs to go, uh, and she'd like to uh, uh, leave us with a parting comment, a story she has. Uh, well, why don't you just tell us what it is, Lita, before you okay, before great. you go. Um, sorry, it's a little off topic, but uh, it does have to do with sort of reaching out and changing parts of the system in ways that are sort of not, you know, typical or what you'd maybe think of. Um, so 
basically what happened was uh, I was I was sitting down and uh, you know there are different sort of religious radicals which would walk around and try to hand out pamphlets and mm-hmm. leaflets. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this woman was into Christianity, especially Jesus. And um, I'd seen her before, and I'd sort of you know just politely taken the packet and said you know thank you. But this time I decided you know I'm going to say something to her, and this something that I'm going to say to her is going to change how she interacts with other people. So she sat down and um, she tried to tell me about Jesus. And um, I started in right away saying, do you know anything about the chosen people? And um, she was like, do you mean the Jews? And I was like, yes. Do you, do you know what the, the Talmud um, says about Jesus? And uh, she said, uh, no, I've never read the Talmud. And I was like, well, I really think you should read the Talmud before you go around preaching to other people about what Jesus says and about what you know religion is about. And um, basically, I just, you know, said that the Jews think that Jesus is, um, was it very evil? And um, if you read John 18, you know, you can see what God said about the Jews. And I totally changed. You know, she didn't know what to, what to say, what to do. She was, had this whole, you know, spiel she wanted to, to tell me about Jesus. And I said, no, you know, you've been taught a lie. And I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a religious fanatic or anything like that. But I think you can sometimes do certain things like that because that woman yeah. is probably not going to go to the paper you know, people kind of know her as kind of being a nut. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you can talk to her. And when she interacts with other people, she will remember what you said. You know, because yeah. it's different. And, it, you know, it'll stick with, with a person. And I think sometimes when you can do things like that and just sort of, like, say something that cu- catches someone off guard and really they don't expect it, you can really, you know, change the way the system yeah. is around you I works. I think you're absolutely right. You met her where she was and you gave her a little bit of new information. And and it it'll, it'll definitely stick in her mind. I mean, I had a very similar thing with a Baptist who came by the door, and I I mentioned Schofield too. And I said, you know, the Jews paid someone to write that interpretation that you guys are <laughs> preaching, and he gave me just a Baptist. Or it's an odd thing. They either genetically deceived. He just gave me a green-eyed kind of. Uh, <laughs> he, he didn't really know or want to hear it, and <laughs> but you better believe they're going to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, she was actually she was actually a Baptist too, and she had this whole Jesus loves you thing, and she kept on going on it, and I wouldn't let go of the truth thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just pounding that. I was like, you know, you 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 should hear, you know, what what the Jews say about Jesus. You know, you should they they regard Jesus with the utmost hatred. You know, mm-hmm. and you and you think that the Jews were are the chosen people. You know, you <laughs> think that they're good and they should have a place in you know um, a religious place in Israel. You know, did you know Israel was actually a people in the Bible, not a place? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. And really throw them <laughs> off. So. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, there's just certain things like that, I think, that you can do, you know, as a person. And you won't get in trouble for that. Because oh, no. if you reach the right people, you know, but then again, if you try to go out, you know, to a town hall meeting or something, it might be a little more difficult. You're definitely going to expose yourself. So if you want to stay, you know, under the radar and do what you can without getting caught, I think sometimes reaching those kind of people can be helpful. Um, and, yeah, there's many avenues in. You you just see where the people are and what topics naturally arise. And you don't have to make everything completely political, but you put a little seed of an idea. And then it's more you and who you are as a, as a woman or a man. And most people make their decisions on subverbal cues. And, okay, this guy has a good gestalt. You know, he seems like he's intelligent, put together. Same thing with women, and if the rest of what you're saying is a little bit unlike what they've heard before, then it's perhaps more important that the rest of you be impressive in the way that people are ordinarily judged on impressiveness. Right. And, uh, yeah, 
Oh, you you very definitely. You get people indoors and you talk to them privately, and and uh, you can you can make lots of headway. Yeah, I really think there's a you know a big uh, advantage to quality over quantity. You know, the small one person mm-hmm. I believe can change the world. You know, two people can change everything, and that's how it's been in history. You know, the Reformation. You know, with Martin Luther. You know, yeah. one guy. You know, everyone was saying, no, you know, this is not it. But he was right. You know, mm-hmm. the world is round. It's not flat. You know. You yeah. know, the, the world is not the center of the universe, you know, and mm-hmm. if you think about it, in those times, they, those people were, were persecuted and killed, but they were right, and it was just one person, so, you know, just like the Lord of the Rings says, you know, two little hobbits <laughs> save, <laughs> you know, the whole story, and um, I think that that's, that's what can happen, you know, with our... If you with know, our yeah, if you know the truth, it's your duty to stick to it and stick up for it, and you have to fight against the... Uh, waves why i don't know you can't prove prove that you should but you feel it inherently yeah. uh, that's your duty is to serve as a counterweight to all these people who can't see the truth not necessarily because they're bad because maybe uh, it, it, not everybody can see through through the lies and so we have to be strong until such time as we can get control of the, the media of mass indoctrination and and use it for a good purpose rather than for this evil lying and destruction the jews do right. so well, thanks a lot for coming on today. I mean, it, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. And you are, Lena. Show. Thank you for giving me the time to and taste something. Lena, yeah, one, well, one, one we last hope you'll come back, definitely. Yeah, well, one last thing, so Lena, much. when you leave, if you could, um, in, in the Skype main window, if you could hit the red, uh, the red phone uh, button right. to make sure you hang up. I, I kind of have a hard time hanging up on people here uh, okay. as the controller, so you'll need to, when you leave here, you'll need to press that red do you see the red and the green uh, button? I, I do, yep. I yeah, see. so when, you, when you're done talking, just press that red button. Okay, great. Well, thank you again so much, and, you know, keep up the good work. I really respect and admire you guys for everything that you do. And, hey, well, you know what? You, you, make it all, you make it all worthwhile, knowing that there's someone out there like, uh, like you, mm-hmm. really. That's, that's very true. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really We're trying to reach gen- earlier generations, younger people. Right. Well, they're out there. They're definitely yeah. out there. Okay. Okay. Great. Hi, well, we hope thanks again for having me on the show. Well, thanks for coming on. We hope you'll come on again. It would be my pleasure, really. My honor. All, All right. right. Okay. Thank we'll you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Good. That just well, re-emphasizes, if you don't mind me interrupting here, that just emphasizes the power of media our media to reach young people like that. It's really, really, really very, very powerful what we're doing. It, it, it is, and, and we heard uh, uh, not just Lita, but Theseus said that basically uh, he heard us talk and, and that woke him up. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, just like, it's just like they try to use their media to turn normal white men in, into homos or wiggers. We try to use it to reclaim them for masculinity and, and Aryanhood. And, and what, we're giving them something good and nutritious. Yeah. You know something we're, we're, I that's why we say we are the good guys. I think that Goy Fire is a terrific show to give to uh to young folks because it's hot. I mean when I mean it's hot, I mean it, it's it's energetic, it's 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 kind of like static electricity. It has a, like a a sparkling quality to it. It it moves along fast. It's mm-hmm. it's hard punching and it's got some rough language in it. You know, it's got some raw language yeah, it in does. it. And uh, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a great show. It's uh, compulsive to listening to. Let me tell you, it's compulsive listening to. Well, I, I, do you know what? I can't put it down. Yeah. Well, 
They, I can't put Guy Fire down. It's just so I, good. We got a lot of different people. For to me, it's interesting to hear. She she was excellent. Mm-hmm. Lita was very very well spoken. Uh, and and I just like to hear the it, the same thing from different per- people in different stations of life in different areas of the world, let alone the country. That's what's so cool because we fa- we use the the global media to face down a global problem that whether you're in Britain, America, Germany, Australia, whatever, Canada, it doesn't matter. It's the same exact problem caused by the same group of people yep. and afflicting the same group. We are white now. And and that matters more than than the any anything else at the moment because we are under attack as whites. For our whitehood, our whiteness. And Theseus had more on that that front and we'll talk about that later. But you will have him on again too. And uh, I, I love finding folks from the forum and having them on. You know, if if, if you're uh, if you're yeah, listening, that's a good point. Yeah, if you're we, listening, we, yeah, if you're listening out there, and you know, you you want to be on, you you think you got something to say? We, what have we heard the last two free talk lives? We've heard a guy talk about his experience as a white man in the Bronx. We've heard uh, a girl talk about her experience in upstate New York. We've heard a guy talk about you know his experience in Hawaii, backed up by Craig's experience in Hawaii. And Devere. Stuff. Devere yep. from Washington, I think he was. We're getting this from all points around the globe, telling you the exact same thing. We are right, and we are the good guys, and ours is the good fight, and we encourage you to join us in, in whatever capacity that is. I don't know, but we and have to course, fight this. Of course, we have our representative from the great land... Across the ocean, <laughs> Mr. Mm-hmm. James Hawthorne. Now we're fighting a good fight over here. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's a hell of a fight over there because things are even more advanced there than they are in America. That's when when the America's got the First Amendment, and you know the funny part is they thought when they founded the country, like we don't even need to write that stuff down. It's so obvious. <laughs> well. It, you know, it turns out that the only reason we have that left is because it's written out in, in yeah. point-blank words, and they're still trying to destroy it. Just like with guns, it says you have the right to bear arms, and they they lie their ass off about that. Truth to a Jew is something to you know flip over and 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 stab. I mean, they 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 don't care what plain language is is antithetical to to Jewish conceptions of, of life is is. Is anything? I mean, they uh, their whole thing is splitting hairs, which is is a, uh, i.e., lying, and they don't like plain language. Plain language is a little too Aryan. You know, you have the right to say what you want about political matters. You have the right to own a gun to defend yourself. That's just self-evident that you need those to, to have a functioning society. But when when you mean to run society into the ground, why you can't have people who are able to defend themselves? So you take away their their right to speak freely. You take away their gun. You teach them lies to the extent you teach them at all, and you, you even destroy their ability to read or learn so that they can't empower themselves. And, and a system that is this genocidal and hateful, you have to withdraw from every possible form of support or, or power that it has over you where you can. But ultimately, we'll have to free ourselves militarily from Jewish tyranny. I have no doubt about that. Well, we had some uh, we had some good news tonight with... Uh, with Lita, and uh, we also have some bad news. I see that just in is that uh, uh, this is a headline off of Drudge the Jews uh, uh, website: AIDS no longer killing all patients. Study finds. So, unfor- and like we've always said, uh, it's just not lethal enough. Sorry to throw that in there. 
<laughs> even if it is AIDS, that's AIDS is even if AIDS is a real thing, and that that may sound ridiculous, but if it does, you're unaware of the debate over AIDS, whether it's simply a collection of symptoms of a comprised immune system due you to fags being incredibly promiscuous and and popping drugs. Uh, it still it took takes you know a long time to kill people, and uh, and apparently now they're saying it doesn't even on its own. You know, Alex. Uh Long time ago, when I first encountered Goy Fire, and I, I, I'm not sure when when that was, uh, maybe around Goy Fire 20 or something like that, and uh, I uh, started digging into the archives, and I'd like to remind the listeners tonight, uh, all of our archives for all of our broadcasts are uh, can be found if you go to the main page at that's go yeah. govnn.com, and then there'll be an archive. A red archive button there with a little speaker, and you can then uh, that'll take you to the media index, and you can listen to all those old uh, Goy fires and, and the rest of our uh, uh, broadcasting team, and they all have their shows too. But what I wanted to say was, uh, I I read through, uh, listened to all the old Goy fires, and and it was probably I think around eleven or something. You, you, the the subject of homosexuality was brought up in uh, in in. Uh, in in Goy Fire Eleven, and I I had never heard an honest such an honest discussion of homosexuality in my life before that before that brought. Oh us. yeah yeah Jeff, I mean if you, if you think and if you think Eleven was something, you listen. I got a little rant on Forty that you're going to dig. Yeah, and I'm going to start promoting this because I still got the link. And t- the honest to God truth is, I only read two or three paragraphs, and and uh, there's it's loaded with riches. I mean the description of actual. <laughs> AFB actual fag behavior is fucking incredible. Like twenty eight percent of these fags, as we said on the Goyfire Forty, claim that they've had more than a thousand sex partners in life. Yeah, getting married's real high in their list. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right behind getting the thousand and twenty first anonymous blowjob. You know, yeah, they really want to get married. Oh, why don't we go get married? You know what, Bruce, Steve, Dave, you know Tom. <laughs> I mean, what, it's just such a joke. This world is such a monstrous shell game and joke. I mean, I, I had never heard anybody... You, know, you never fu- will. Heard, where where, say, where say, would you hear it? Is your preacher going to tell you, fuck, who do you think's out looking for that blowjob? I mean, the, the, yeah. the priests are a bunch <laughs> of fags. On TV, if they, even call, they won't even call him a fag. They'll call him a pedophile, even though he's a faggot. You know, because the, the faggots have a lot of power. And, you know, who's going to tell you? Your school? No, they have a gay-straight alliance and a whole... A homo safe zone, and if some teacher stood up for anti-fagism, she'd be fired. No official source is going to tell you what the people controlling the government don't want you to know. You know, uh, Alex I, uh, and James, I, uh, I don't, I'm not sure how I did this, but I stumbled upon the, the British tourism homepage, and this is a uh, an official. Uh, uh, this is coming here too, by the way, but uh, I'll pick on Britain here, uh, and this is the the official. Like Ministry of Tourism for uh, for Great Britain, and uh, they had a uh, they had a special section uh, right off the home page that you could link to, just for homosexuals for uh, and <laughs> and how to find uh, uh, gay safe gay friendly places in 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 uh, in Great Britain. Pink pubbers. Yeah, and then they would have you know they right on the home page so they had like a little picture of uh, of two it? fags. Uh, running along the the river somewhere, I guess the Thames River. I guess I don't know, but uh, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. And and I I actually wrote them. I said, you know, I, I tried to embarrass him. I actually wrote them an email and said, Do you know you got a, two fags on the cover of your page? <laughs> <laughs> 
we I never got find a re- that limbless nigger torso and fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I never got that. a response. I said, the, I said, the, I, you know, I read, I kind of made a little bit up. I, I said, you know, I'm here from, I'm Hi. calling, I'm calling from the United States. I mean, I'm writing from the United States, and I was thinking about coming to Britain, but then I saw two fags on the on the cover of your page. I said, do you know they're there? <laughs> This he, is the kind of shit that goes on your island. Screw yeah. it. I'm yeah, going got, to Jorka. We got, got, we got the police here marching in gay parades now. We've oh, got yeah. we've got top police officers coming out as at, at faggots. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, it, it, ugh. It, it, oh, I I saw a faggot police when I was in a when we had our. Vacker Moran, I went out to New Jersey, and we looked at, uh, they had a ceremony at a, a Revolutionary War, uh, war. I think the John Hart, and this was in New Jersey, I think Hopewell, and uh, they had this ridiculous fucking she-nigger with horse feedback tits, you know, gigantic, fat, stupid nigger, who's like the third most powerful political person in New Jersey, and a wimpy little reporter, how, how long have you been a buff, a history buff? <laughs> little fucker, I mean, you had to, this, this was a Tom Wolf satire, and just one little one a little thumbnail sketch of it is just so so many ridiculous things compact into one tiny thing. Well, his his grave was in the corner of this right on this fairly busy road and out in the middle of the street there, keeping the people listening to this stupid nigger giving some something she barely understood in English to the this mob of 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 the uh, the the totally blonde group of uh, the sons and daughters of Hopewell, which is a very rich little town. So you can ludicrosity just compound there. Out in the middle of the road is this fucking little. Uh, Mark's like, hey, take a take a look at take a look at the boy there. And I'm like, I, I like I looked again. I'm like, oh my god, it's a fucking little lesbian cop, all dressed, all all manned up, you know, yeah. but in a kind of Boy Scout way out there. And you're like, what the fuck? The East is just fucked. See, see, James, you I, you you've seen America. I mean, I can't come from the Midwest and the West, and, and we're raised with a pretty strong bias against the East. Uh, thinking it's all full of liberals and, and Ted Kennedy types, but uh, and we saw all the, I mean, we've we've saw all the programs about the 1960s and that evil Jew Gloria Steinem, and yeah. uh, I think all our problems have stemmed from that 60s generation of stupid people. Well, they yeah they and they they've done studies and found that all the leaders on the campus of all that radical crap were all Jews, and they mm. were like a quarter of the actual participants were Jews. So in pure absolute numbers, they were a large part of it, but the but those suckers now control pretty much everything. Yeah, and they and they define it the way they want. And, and it's funny, like the area lead us from is famous in American history for being the burned over district, which is just the reli- religious maniacs and essentially degraded Protestantism is, that has become this insane, nutty universalism that has been channeled by Jews in a certain direction. And it was abolitionism back in the Civil War, and that same moral fanaticism is now. Uh, directed to 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 push this multiculturalism and diversity. So it's now universal, yeah. It's and it is, yeah. It's universal moral fanaticism of yep. these, these brainwashed fucks who are they're no less dangerous for being brainwashed. Hey James, have you heard of a movie called uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets? Yes, I have. Yeah, <laughs> have you seen this movie? I, I certainly have. Do you remember uh, this is uh this is an old movie it's a black and white Britain used to make some really good films at one time um but um uh it was I don't know probably from the 40s probably from the 30s maybe 
It's a very well done film, and, and the lead character is Alec Guinness, and mm-hmm. many of you will know him from being Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars, but um, he, he's a very fine actor, very fine man, too, uh, from what I've read about him, Alec Guinness, and he was the star in this, and he played five different people in this movie, and there's one, <laughs> there's one scene in there, and Alex was talking about these self-righteous people, these these big with their with their with their chests full mm-hmm. of themselves. And uh, remember that scene where there's um, where there's a, a feminist and she goes up in a balloon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This feminist, she goes up in a balloon and she's giving this this haranguing speech to the crowd. And I think it was Alec Guinness that, <laughs> that took an arrow and poked the balloon, <laughs> put a hole in the balloon. <laughs> Anyway, well, well, so, the, the, sorry yeah, about that. It's just been a, I haven't seen that, but it, I mean, that, that thread has been very strong in America of just, you're yeah. evil if you don't do it our way. And, and the people with any kind of sense of perspective or humor are just, that moral insanity, the, the good side of it can be moral regularity, but the problem is that it, it's a very common strain. It's probably about 40% of all people, north or south, and it's just been directed in, in insane ways. The first was the liberating of, of niggers and essentially setting them free after the Civil War to prey on white people. Well, now that problem has become universal in the U.S. as, as the blacks spread north in the first, de- first decades of the uh, 20th century, and now we have the whole multiculturalism, and we are the world, and we've got to bring them all in. I just read an article before we got on here about you know, uh, the, just the invasion of Utah by Mexicans and how their numbers have gone up from like 10 to 20 percent of the population or something in the last uh, 15 years. And, you know, they're getting all the free education and free health care. And, oh, they're here. They're Americans just like we are. we got to pay. Hey, was it thesis? I mean, you know, you've, you've eaten something that's going to kill you. Yeah. you. We can't swallow and assimilate these, these ridiculous brown stubbies. They will swallow us. That's what's intended by the, the powers that be. Because the, these things, the people who turn the taps and let the flow of these people in, those are the ones you got to worry about. And as we know, those are the Jews. Same in Britain as in here. You know, who's letting in all these foreigners into Britain? I don't know if you noticed this, James, but Roger Scruton, who uh, I believe is a Jew. I'm not no. about that. Is he not a Jew? He's not a Jew. I'm not sure about that. Scruton's not a Jew. I'm not sure about that. He might be. Okay, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> he's, a, he's a neocon writing for, for uh, New Criterion, which is a very high-toned... Uh, neoconservative publication that does some good arts coverage. It's probably the premier arts uh, coverage journal in the English language. That's probably what they would use as a marketing. I, I, anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Let, let, I a big article about Enoch Powell and the Rivers of Blood. I don't know if he's a Jew or not. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, okay. He wrote about essentially admitting that that he wrote a very Jewy article. Basically, yeah. he, he talked about Powell and a white man would have said, "Look, the fucker was obviously completely right." I mean, look at the evidence. But of course, he basically almost admits that and then spends the rest of the article writing Jew- Jewish bullshit around it about, oh, blah, 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 buddy, he was referring to you in England that never really existed and blah, blah, blah. Just typical Jew rewriting the history of the nation is what it seemed. And if not, a, a Jew tool doing it. And, uh, but, but, yeah, it was just interesting. I'm pointing out that there's an article about Enoch Powell in, in a, a political arts magazine over there that's very high repute. And even the Jews are starting to wonder, geez, did, did we screw ourselves by letting all these Muslims in? I don't care what they do to whites, but man, when it starts blowing back on us Jews, geez, they got a time for a reappraisal. You know, this is a maybe a pretty esoteric for some of our listeners, but uh, 
I, I started reading Scruton about, um, oh, maybe five or ten years ago, and uh, he did a number of, um, uh, recently he did a number, of, when I say recently, I mean three or four years ago, in, in City Journal that, uh, yeah, yeah he did a number of articles there that were very good. Uh, he, he will, you know, you, you're right, I, I, I don't know why I'm thinking yeah, that. I, I swear I read it, it somewhere. It, but I, I don't think he, I think he's really uh, an Englishman. I think he's he's English and he's native he's native English. And yeah, but there's another guy who does the same thing though. The neocon policy wonks who who get close to describing a problem. They use all the right stats, but they always come to the same damn liberal conclusion. Yeah, that, yeah. That more money or some new technique or rubbing a different kind of lotion on the nigger is going to turn it into a human, but it won't. There's Scru- racial differences. There's a gap there that can't be bridged. Scruton is actually a uh, a person who is it's capable it's of uh, some pretty interesting philosophical ideas, and uh, in the Western tradition, he's you know, you know what that shit is. I, I almost hate to say this, but it, it's the like it's like soft core porn. It's 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 I pointless. agree. It's just fucking like you're you're like or or strippers or something. If you want to have sex, have sex. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see some crappy simulation or have someone titillate me. I don't want to smell a steak. I want to eat the damn steak. I, I agree with you. Dance around a problem. Till, I mean, you'd think this society is set up to drive intelligent white men insane. Yeah. Got a fucking problem. Let's deal with the problem. That's how Aryans do it. Let's get around the table. Everybody throwing what they, what they think is causing this, and together we'll come to a conclusion, and then we'll act on it. Yeah. That's how normal people do it. None of us listening here have ever lived in a normal society. Yeah. Fuckers on our head sticking these lenses over our eyes and these crazy things over our ears. It's just calculated to drive us nuts. And he's part of the nuts-making apparatus. I mean, we all see it. I mean, the, those involved in, in this great struggle for uh, uh, white Western civilization uh, and, and white racial survival know that this immigration attack is not only attacking the United States, it's strangely enough, it's attacking all white lands, Australia, New Zealand, Great Britain, yeah. Europe. Strange, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, Coincidence, I mean, we, right? You know, it's it's good to have you on here because, you know, just in, in the way that, that Lita explains it from a young female perspective, she reinforces what we're saying. You reinforce it from a non-American perspective. And of course, we Americans know that America is the only country in the world that really matters, and we're all important. I mean, that that if you lived over here and, and had to see Fox, you that's pretty much how you would think. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the point is that other countries do exist. They're valid. They have their own ways of doing things that are different but still white. And they have exactly the same problems that we do for exactly the same reason. And all these problems started popping up at exactly the same time. When did Australia reverse its whites-only immigration policy? Well, it was like 65 to 72. When did America's immigration policy reverse? Well, it was 65 to, to 65. When, when did all the civil rights stuff happen? In 65, it's the exact same thing in Britain. After the war, the after-war period, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, in 1948, it was the first boatload of uh, coons from Africa. Oh, sure, and it's just one or two. Just like the Kennedys, oh, there's only going to be a few thousand who want to mm. come to America. If there's more than that, I'll eat my hat if, if, if uh, affirmative action ever turns into discrimination against whites. I'll eat my hat. Oh, gee, you know, th- they had all this planned out. They knew exactly what they were doing. And we are the ones fighting back. And thank God for, for the Internet. Because otherwise we wouldn't be able to know who we are or put forward an effort. It would all be done by newsletters. 
you know, Alex, you 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 honestly you you were right about Scruton in the end, and and he will not face the truth. He, I think he knows the truth. He will not talk about it for damaging his reputation. Yeah, and, whether uh, he's a Jew or not doesn't isn't it doesn't matter. Material. And you know, there, damn it, there there have been uh, leading intellectuals that have spoken out about the Jews, and yeah. you owe it to them. Uh, you owe it to them to be as brave and honest as they are. And uh, and and if you're not, if you're not as brave as honest and they are, you know, you should just go home. And I mean, we're we're reduced to the point of debating first principles. Like, should you be able to speak openly about political problems in your country? No, say the Jews when they're in charge. Yes, say the Jews when they're fomenting revolution. You see, but but we, I just love these like that Steigerwald wrote. Oh, he wrote me back. You know, after I said, oh, excuse us for calling you a Jew, even though we can't find anywhere where we did call you a Jew. We're plenty aware that there are German descended people working in the mass media. Uh, in far smaller percentages than Jews, of course, in far less powerful positions. But, you know, he wrote back, oh, blah, 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 I'm just a dumb libertarian. So I wrote him, yeah, you know, you are a dumb libertarian. I mean, just like the the people at, at Lou Rockwell, you claim you, you defend freedom, but we I can show you a list as long as my arm of people thrown in jail for doubting aspects of the Jewish narrative. What, where's the column you've written talking about? I haven't seen a one from you motherfuckers. I really hate them. You know, this I, mean, I don't hate them. I despise them. I see them as beneath me. They're, they deserve to be kicked really hard. They just deserve to be kicked in the ass for being shitheads. This was something that was them. discussed in, in Goy Fire 31. And I remember it because it was one of my favorite Goy Fires. And this was uh, the Goy Fire. I think it was just you and Aegis. And maybe Stan was on it. And it was a very intimate Goy Fire. It was very nice. And uh, uh, this was the David Irving uh uh, Goy fire and and Mr. Irving had uh, ages thought had somewhat slicked it in his uh, appearance in Austria. Oh, okay, I recall and, uh, about and, that a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and you had said, "Hey, look, ages, uh, this guy's playing for the ages. He's an historian, and he's going to be read by generations. And you know, he shouldn't try to slick it uh, by meaning you know, like yeah. s- saying something that's not fully defined, so that you know it can be read." one way or read another way well, so yeah and you know and if he has to go to jail for 10 years for standing up in front of that court and saying hey you know uh this is this is what happened there and you may not like it but this is the truth and i'm not going to back down now i'm not saying he, he i'm not saying he backed down but uh it, it was not a high moment for 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 i i think for a lot of us watching no, I, the case i think he had a he, and and i saw him one time in person and, and i think that I, I think he was—he's an Aryan in the sense that we just don't understand how serious these these and evil these Jews are. Yeah. They, to us, it, it, at some level, it always still seems ridiculous that like what you can't say what you you can't criticize something. I can't cite a crime statistic without getting thrown in jail. We at some level, it, it just even though we see it happen time after time, we can't accept the reality of it. But but these Jews are filled with hate. They hate us. Yeah. They want to. They, it, it, when I say that, I'm not. I'm I'm trying to make it. Even to myself, I'm trying to make what the clear reality real emotionally. These people are sitting. Tom Winicky right now, while I'm I'm blabbering away, is sitting in jail yeah. because he told the truth about crime in Toronto, Canada. I mean, my God, that's how far we've fallen. Simon Shepherd is trying to raise money to hire a lawyer who will even defend him for running 30-year-old cartoons talking about exactly what is going on in Britain and America. I mean, I could go on and on. David Irving is in jail because 
he said something about history that was totally, it wasn't even illegal when he said it 17 years before they passed the law. What? This is where we are. This is the real status. And it, it's okay, let, almost let, too hard to believe. Let's take a top-of-the-hour break. Uh, and But guess what, folks? I found some Johnny Horton songs. I've got, um, I don't have Coontown, but I have Nigger Hatin' Me. That's good. Yeah, and I have, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Undeniable. Yeah, I've got I've got nigger hating me, and I've got I've got move them north. So <laughs> I'm going to play those songs. Good classics. Good classics. Now we're going to have Theseus. Move them niggers north. We're going to have Theseus back at 15 after the hour. Uh, he says he's going to be back here at 11:15. All right. We're going to midnight, folks. So stay all with right, us. That's all I can handle. I'm getting I'm I, I'm I love this, but I'm getting tired, man. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Goyfire tuckered me out yesterday. Uh, uh, yeah, we did a Goyfire um, <sighs> yesterday. It was it was a damn good one. I I tell people the one Goyfire I remember was 35. It was very mm, very was well yeah, produced by by uh, the commentary was was first rate, but uh, yeah. Stan did a great job filtering in a bit. So I, if you're a newcomer and you want to hear a real good one, you listen to 35, then maybe try 31 and 11, and try for 42 because there's some good anti-fag stuff on there. And not prejudicial, purely uh, purely statistical. We're factualists. Fa- we're and factualists. Yeah, and and we, we put it in the proper emotional framing. You know, like Here's a point before the break uh, for everyone in the United States, which I've just found here and I've lost it. Spanish language radio stations are now the top rated yeah. in New York City and Los Angeles. <laughs> America's first and second largest cities. Yeah. Are Two biggest cities have Spanish language radios as their top-rated programs. Yep. It's still America, though. It doesn't matter what language you speak, where <laughs> you come from. It's still We're all America Americans. We We're all immigrants, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jeff. Yeah, I know how you said that. <laughs> yeah, I caught the yeah, accent Ameri- on that. The American. After 911, you remember they ran all that crap. I sure do. All right, here comes Nigger hating me. Uh, we're going to take about a five-minute break. Uh, we're going to we're going to midnight, folks, and then we're going to call it and uh, call it a night. Man, but, uh, you dig it. Here it goes. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is BNM Broadcasting. I like sugar and I like tea, but I don't like niggers. No siree. There's two known things that'll make me puke. That's a hog-eating sloth in a big black spook. You know it. And I show it. Like a barnyard just to ride coach And the NAACP Would sure like to get a hold of nigger hating me Roses are red and violets are blue And niggers are black, you know that's true But they don't mind cause what the heck You gotta be black to get a welfare check And I'm broke, no joke I ain't got a nickel for a coat And I ain't black, you see Sam won't help poor nigger hating me. Jigaboo, jigaboo, where are you? I'll be on the wood pile watching you. Jigaboo, jigaboo, come out now, so I scared of the white man way down south, you know. But I show it. Vanguard Radio for the precious 8%. <laughs> 